Good morning, this is Shannon Kringen, Goddess Kringen, Seattle, and I just woke up. I'm just waking up. The best part of waking up is an open thought in your cup, which is my brain. So, I'm somebody who's into questioning reality and into having free-thinking ideas. The people I admire the most in the world are trailblazers and whistleblowers and eccentric people who are unconventional, people that question the mainstream conventional norm of reality. Um, And that doesn't mean that I believe every conspiracy out there. Um, But I also don't go along with every conventional idea and march to the meat grinder, as they say in the movie Pink Floyd, The Wall. So I have some people in my life that make fun of people. Uh, You know, there are people who believe the earth is flat, which apparently they really believe this. I don't believe that, but that doesn't mean that I'm not supportive of questioning reality. Uh, Just like I'm not anti-vaccination, I'm also not pro-give every vaccination to little kids in rapid succession. These days, some people are over-vaccinated, and some people, I think, have allergic reactions, whether it's the preservative in the vaccination or the actual vaccination. Like some people eat strawberries and their throat swells up whereas most people can eat strawberries. Some people eat peanuts and they die. They can die and go into anaphylactic shock. So obviously, some people are allergic to certain foods, and that's just part of reality, and yet most people are not allergic to these foods. So vaccinations, I got all the vaccinations as a little kid, and I didn't seem to have an allergic reaction or an autistic reaction, although at times I think I am on the autism spectrum. So I'm not into making fun of people who question reality, but if anything, I sometimes make fun or have a snobby attitude towards people who are conventional and not creative and not open-minded, and they just go along with things and act like sheep that are following the herd. If anything, I make fun of those people or I have a, a little bit of a judgmental attitude. But in my heart and soul and the wisest part of my brain, I believe in questioning reality and I admire trailblazers. There was a doctor who came up with the idea that doctors should wash their hands to prevent illness and death. And he was ridiculed, ostracized, and laughed at, and he ended up dying Uh, from, ironically, from some bad bacteria that killed him and gave him a bad infection. And it took the medical industry 20 or 30 years to catch up with his smart idea, which, you know, before they understood germs and and bad bacteria, um, although now we've gone too far in the other direction and we try to sterilize everything and then we have superbugs. So if you over-sterilize, that's no good. But if you throw caution to the wind and you never clean anything, then that's also not good. So I feel similar about vaccinations. I feel similar it should be done carefully and with caution. And I've heard nowadays they vaccinate little tiny kids and they give them like tons and tons and tons of vaccinations like in the same day, 
which sounds like it would be really hard on the immune system, even if somebody has no reaction to the vaccinations, doing it in rapid succession and assuming that's safe seems really stupid to me and wrong. So I'm not an anti-vaxxer, but I'm also not 100% pro-vaccinate everyone and give them every vaccination there is. I feel like you should be careful with that, especially with little tiny kids that are newborns. You should carefully vaccinate and do it gradually, and each time make sure they're not having an allergic reaction or some strange reaction and find out about the preservatives that are in the vaccinations and see if there are safer safer alternative preservatives that they can put in the vaccinations. So I think there's two issues. There's vaccination and there's the preservative. And the same thing with nutrition. Some of the mainstream nutrition ideas are ridiculous and some of them are fine. And when scientists and doctors have new ideas, they are usually ridiculed and laughed at. And it takes 20 or 30 years for the mainstream to catch up with trailblazers like the Wright brothers and Einstein and Edison and all of the scientific inventors, people that are trailblazers like Peter Ballerstadt and Alan Savory and the agriculture business. And a lot of nutrition people I follow online are coming up with new ideas and experimenting I love artists that experiment, like the Japanese artists, uh, Yayoi Kusama, I can't pronounce her first name, Alexandria, the politician, Alexandria Cortez, Bernie Sanders, anyone who's a trailblazer gets, gets my vote, so to speak. Um, so I'm not, I'm not into making fun of people, and I've been told, oh, am I one of these people that's going to put on a tinfoil hat? And, you know, I don't believe all conspiracy ther- theories, uh, but I also don't believe all the conventional thoughts. So I believe in being awake. And in medicine, because, you know, I work with a lot of medical students, I know that um, conventional medicine sometimes can save your life. It can sometimes hurt you and make you worse. And it's kind of a basically like being a detective. Being a doctor is like being a detective, and doctors in medical school are taught to reassure their patients that they know for sure what they're doing. But that's not even true. The reality is sometimes we're guessing. Sometimes we're not sure what we're doing, and we're giving it a guess, and we're giving it our best shot at guessing what we what we think will work in terms of medication, surgery, nutrition, exercise, etc., So I believe in being awake and questioning everything. And thankfully, my parents mostly raised me this way. And I had some really good teachers in alternative school that my mom put me in. And I went to Antioch University in Seattle to finish my BA degree. And it was individualized learning with no grades and no tests. We wrote a lot of essays. We were encouraged to think for ourselves and question everything. Although even even in that school, I was indoctrinated a little bit. Uh, in some of the political classes I took on white power and privilege. Now, some of that got a little messy, and I felt like there was hypocrisy going on there in some of those classes, but generally it was very creative, uh, free thinking. You know, I'm one of these people that believes in freely thinking and questioning everything and exploring different ideas and being open. I think the artist Laurie Anderson is on the same page with me on this. And Tom Waits, probably similar idea. 
and Tori Amos, similar idea, Tom Petty, similar idea. So I believe in being open-minded and free thinking. And some people feel threatened by that or judge that. Uh, I also just woke up from a dream. It's like seven something in the morning right now, and I'm not quite awake and I'm going to go back to bed probably. But um, I had dreamt about extraterrestrials landing on the ocean. I, I dreamt I was somewhere I've never been. And I saw that there were two moons on the horizon, really huge, right by the, right by the ocean water. And then suddenly the sky changed and all these orange glowing things fell from the sky and um, there were different creatures and silhouettes. It was at night so that I couldn't see very well but there was all these people on the beach observing all of this and then suddenly the water rushed towards us and we had to run and we weren't sure if these extraterrestrials are friendly or not and we weren't sure if they brought their own moon or they moved our moon or what the heck was going on with the planets and the moons were changing position or did these extraterrestrials bring something new to our galaxy or our universe. It was fascinating. So it was a very interesting dream and I'm also somebody who's open-minded about um, uh aliens and extraterrestrials and some of the things that Shirley MacLaine has said, but I also am very grounded in this basic conventional reality that we live in, so I don't go around with paranoid ideas that are very strange, but I also don't close myself off to new and different ideas. Uh, so I believe that reality is partly what we make it, and there are some scientific facts but I also think things are flexible. So I believe in order and chaos. Um, and I, I'm into non-duality. I'm into, you know, I think we should have more than two political parties. I think it drives me nuts that we just have dem Democrats and Republicans here in this country. A lot of other countries have like five different parties. We only have two official parties. We do have actually other parties, but we're not allowed to allow them into our political system, which is ridiculous because it's all paid for by corporate sponsors and donors, and it's all about raising money, and it's very narrow-minded, and my friend seems to think it has to be the way it is, but, you know, we used to have slavery, we used to have women didn't used to have the right to vote, I mean, things have changed, and things will continue to change, we might one day have universal health care in the United States, we might one day have actually good trains and like like high-speed trains and solar panels like they do in most other countries. So things will change and things are changing. Um, the glaciers are melting, which is really frightening. And I saw a great movie with Kate Blanchett called Bernadette or Where'd You Go, Bernadette? It's a great movie on if someone is a creative artist and they don't create, they're a menace to society, which I think is quite re real. And I think a lot of the violent things that happen in the United States are partly about poor nutrition and making people, making people's brains not function very well, but it could also be a lack of creativity. And people are frustrated when they're not allowed to be creative. Um, and there's also a lot of economic injustice in the United States. And I watched something last night about homeless people in Seattle. And thankfully, it was on 60 Minutes. Thankfully, uh, I don't I don't have a TV, but I have a um, internet. So I watched the clip on, on the internet of 60 Minutes talking about homeless people in Seattle. And in my opinion about it is that the wages need to be raised for basic jobs. 
and the wages need to be lowered for CEOs and you know by in large corporations where they pay people 7 10 15 bucks an hour they should be getting raises and the upper management should be getting reductions in salary and rent needs to be sliding scale based on your income um so the homelessness in Seattle, and I don't judge people for being, you know, I'm not into smoking or drinking or doing any kind of drugs. I'm not addicted to any drugs, thankfully, well, except for sugar, and I used to be addicted to wheat, and I don't eat wheat anymore, but that's not really a drug. Although junk food, I think, is kind of a drug. It messes people up that big time, uh, messes up their mental and physical health. But I will say that the homelessness in Seattle is quite huge, and it's it's they say it went down in the last couple of years, it seems to me it's gone up, but there's a lot more tents all over the place. People sleeping in their cars and their vans and their big RVs. Um, I have no problem with people sleeping in their cars if that's what they want to do, as long as they're respectful and quiet and just taking care of themselves. But, um, but it's alarming though, if, if that many people can't afford rent uh, I have a good situation. I have a full-time job. You know, I have a freelance full-time job where I work at a bunch of different places, and I have a great landlord, and my rent is a third of my income uh, because of a special program that I'm in. But And I'm lucky I, I entered and was on a waiting list, and I, I basically won that lottery, and I'm really grateful. Um, so I have a good situation, and I, I have uh, health insurance, and um, because I'm low-income, I have the good kind of health insurance here in the United States. Um, but so homelessness in Seattle, I feel like it's, it is partly caused by development and the rent is going up and up and up and up and wealthy people can afford that just fine. They could pay $3,000 a month for rent. When you make $9,000 a month, you can afford 3000 rent. It's no big deal. Or you could buy real estate and then your mortgage would be lower than that. Um, but people that only make 1500 bucks a month, you know, they can really only afford 500 bucks a month for rent. So there are a lot of people that don't make tons of money and most like 90% of their income goes to rent. And then you have 10% to buy food and electricity and everything, you know, everything else that you need. So that's not really sustainable. So I can see why there's so many homeless people. So to me, the solution is to raise the wages for low income people, have better mental health support for people. And a lot of people self-medicate with drugs and alcohol, and they might start off just thinking that they're going to feel better. And then they accidentally get addicted to something and then they can't stop. And then they're doing it as a form of self-medication to escape some kind of pain they have mental or physical. So I can see why people get into these kinds of troubles. Um, so I do think that a lot of it is economic inequality. And, uh, you know, our mass transit in Seattle is not that great. Uh, I used to, you know, for 26 years I took the bus. And I got so fed up I started riding my bicycle around because sometimes my bicycle was faster than the bus. And then I used my bike with the bus. And now I have a car. And uh, seven years ago I got a little tiny fuel-efficient car from, you know, European used fuel-efficient car. And now I drive all over the place, and it's amazing how fast I can get places even when I'm stuck in a traffic jam. So uh, I know how hard it is to be a low-income person and, and have to take the bus. It takes forever to get everywhere, and it's difficult. So there are some people who work full-time jobs in Seattle uh, and they can't afford rent unless they have a bunch of roommates. And if you don't want roommates and you want to live by yourself, 
then you either have to find a really cheap apartment that's probably not well managed and not safe or you have to pay lots for rent or you have to live in a tent or a car or crash on a friend's couch so I can see why people do what they do so okay there it is so I'm into the beyond the duality I don't want to judge homeless people I also don't want to judge wealthy people I know not all not all wealthy people are jerks and um you know vaccinations uh I think over-vaccinating is not a good idea. I think not vaccinating at all probably is not a good idea. I believe in being careful. I, I'm i not into being a full-on vegan. I'm also not into being a full-on carnivore. Uh, there are some people who 100% carnivore, and there are other people 100% vegan. No plants versus all animals versus only plants and no animals. And I'm an omnivore. So I feel like the healthiest diet for me is to be an omnivore. So I'm into beyond duality in terms of nutrition, in terms of economic justice, in terms of political, I wish we had more parties than just two. Sadly, I feel like the Democratic and Republican parties on the surface look different, but underneath they seem more similar because they're all taken over by the corporate world and financial interests. And so, yeah, so beyond duality and open-minded, free thinking, um, questioning everything, conventional thinking versus conspiracy theory. I also don't believe 9-11 was what they told us. I believe airplanes hit those buildings, but I believe what took the buildings down was explosives and it was a planned demolition. Um, but that doesn't mean I believe that every alternative story about 9-11 or it doesn't mean that I think Elvis is still alive and it doesn't mean that I think all the celebrities that died when they were 27 were murdered. I do believe that some people really do commit suicide and some people maybe are murdered and it looks like suicide. I believe in questioning all of this and I don't believe in going along with conventional thinking any more than I believe in going along with every conspiracy theory. So I believe in staying awake and alert and thinking for yourself as much as you can. Um, it can get dangerous if you get too caught up in fear and paranoia, but it can also not be good if you're like a zombie that's just conforming to conventional thinking and being a sheep and following the herd and never questioning anything either extreme is is not healthy and you can be open-minded and you can be a trailblazer and a whistleblower and you could be an innovative creative thinker and even when I do recipes when I bake a pie or or cook something um, I tend to make up my own recipes sometimes it's fine to follow a recipe other times it's fine to just tweak it. Other times it's fine to completely make up a new recipe and explore. And I also admire and love people who are trying new things. And then they admit when they're wrong. Like they go, oh, I want to do this experiment. Oh, whoops, I was wrong. Or you do something new and different and it works. And you're like, look, everybody, this new idea works. That's kind of what artists do. So I just wanted to share this idea of being an unorthodox, eccentric person that questions reality. And to me, that's normal. To question and be creative and innovative and try new things is totally healthy and normal. And if you look in nature, there's a lot of diversity. So I think the world probably needs people that just follow, and the world needs people that lead and create new things. So we probably need all kinds of people.
Thanks for listening, and keep your mind open would be my advice. And try not to make fun of people who question reality, because we need those people. And I'm trying not to make fun of people that are just sheep and follow the herd. You know, we probably we need we need law and order in the world, but we also need creativity and chaos. So, yeah, there it is. Find the balance. Bye for now. This is Shannon Kring and Goddess Kring. Look at my website, shannonkringen.com. I have my new 2020 calendar. Yay! And I think, um, yeah, I have a bookstore with my with my uh, books that I've self-published. You can look. Um, And I'm excited that I got my 2020 calendar and I'm already filling it up with modeling gigs. Okay, have a good day or night, everyone. Bye for now. Oh, and I made a um, pumpkin pie that I really loved. And I decided, somebody told me that I could make it without crust because I don't eat gluten and I got gluten-free crust, but it's high in carbs. So I made pumpkin custard last night, which is basically a glass uh, pan that you bake in, in your oven with. And I just put the pie filling in it. So it's kind of like pumpkin custard or pumpkin pudding. With So it's just like a pumpkin pie without the crust. So that's my solution to gluten-free. Because I have almond flour, but it made me feel sick. So I don't know if I want to eat almond flour, maybe because of the oxalates. And I don't have any coconut flour. But if I ever get coconut flour, I might try making a pie crust with that. Um, and some butter and eggs and sugar, maybe. But... I don't eat a lot of sugar, but I love pumpkin pie. And so I'm trying it without a crust. Um, So it's lower carb and definitely gluten-free and grain-free. Okay, thanks for listening. Happy holidays, everyone. Bye for now.